We just got back the other day from uh, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Uh, we have excavators and track steers and loaders and chainsaws, and we tore down probably close to 100 homes out there. We tore down a couple hundred homes in Florida, cleared the property so that people can rebuild. And we do, we do marvelous things so that we can talk to somebody about Jesus. There's like, you came all the way from Virginia to Rolling Fork, Mississippi to help us. I'm like, dude, I was in trouble one time. I had a guy come from a lot further away to help me with a bigger problem than you had. His name is Jesus. My problem was sin. And he came all that way. And that's our organization. How many of you remember the Little Rascals? Everybody. There's more hands to remember the Little Rascals than they remember me. (laughs) My reruns won't be that good either. What was the name of the club that Spanky and his gang had? Whoa, oh, man. I know you're not a card-carrying member because you got a pretty wife and you got an awesome son. So at some point, you jumped out of the club. But it was, a, those of you didn't hear, their club was the He-Man Woman Haters Club. And you know what spanking these gangs? They sat down, they made rules. This is what we're going to do. This is our club. You want to be in our club? You play by my rules. Okay? It's kind of like the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> That's what Christ in action is. That's what Generation Church is. That's what the Baptist Church is. That's what the Catholic Church is. They are all man-made organizations where somebody sat down wrote constitution and bylaws, wrote article of incorporation, wrote all this stuff out. This is the rules we're going to abide by for this purpose. Your purpose is to help people grow, to get people saved, so that you can impact the next generation. Okay? Our rules, our articles of incorporation, our bylaws, all of our stuff, all of our, our operating procedures are so that we can get to somebody who doesn't know Jesus and introduce them to him. We call it bringing hope to America's family. But this is just a, a he-man woman haters club. That's what it is. You don't like the rules, you can go to another he-man woman haters club. It's called the Baptist. It's called the Pentecostal church. It's called the Catholic church. It's called the Methodist church. It's called the Presbyterian church. You understand what I'm saying? So this is not holy in here. This is a sheep shed. We're his sheep following him. Amen? Amen. What else did you tell me to tell him? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Offering. No. (laughs) Is is it all right if we have fun in here? Are you sure? Listen. When you leave, suck a lemon. Look like a dried prune. <laughs> Grumble. Me did they see their pastor Joshua? Okay? Because we don't really want everybody to know that we enjoy being here. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen if they go out there and they hear you at the restaurant saying good things about your He-Man Woman Hating Club? Or about the leader of your He-Man Woman Hating Club? then they're going to want to come too. But I can see that most of you have been able to suck a lemon and look like a prune because there's a lot of empty seats here. Good job. Good job. Okay, we don't want to... Who would want to make Pastor Josh preach twice on a Sunday? Heck no. Just keep up the the ugly prune-looking, lemon-sucking, pastor-biting, gossip, backbiting, gnarling. Just keep it up, and we'll just keep it just half empty, Okay. Okay, and that, okay, that was the second thing you told me to tell him. <laughs> Brother, my memory's gone. I forget the, the, the 16 things. He didn't tell me anything. I'm going to open my Bible now, and I'm going to start preaching. That was just me saying, hello, I love you guys. <laughs> but I'm right. You know, when, when Sandy married me, she said, 
She said, I knew then he was Mr. Right. It just took me a while to figure out that your first name was always. <laughs> but she learned quick. She's a quick learner. So I want to talk to you about John chapter 11. I'm just going to read a couple verses. I'm going to drop down a couple verses because this is a story that I, I believe all of us are, are very much aware of. And if you're not, you can read the, uh, the 11th chapter of John when you get home. Talk it over with your spouse or your kids or your neighbor, with the guy that sit out at the bar on Saturday night, wherever you're at. <laughs> it says, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was Mary who had anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. How many of you are familiar with that story? Yeah. Okay, seven. Okay. His brother, it was her brother Lazarus who was sick. And the sisters therefore sent to him, meaning Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, him whom you love is sick. So I'm going to set the scene here just a little bit that their brother Lazarus was sick. But Mary had already ministered and developed a relationship with Jesus to the point that she took that alabaster of oil and poured it on his feet and wiped his feet with her hair and cleaned his feet. And I'm telling you, Jesus never forgot it. It was so impacting on him, he put it in his book so that we can read it here in 2023 in the United States of America. He was impressed with that. He was blessed by that. She ministered to him. She took something valuable of hers, and she spent it on him for seemingly no reason. She could have just used some muddy water and got the big chunks off his feet and got a towel, but she didn't. She chose the expensive perfume, which was a, a precursor for his embalmment uh, later on in his death. But she did that, and she ministered to Jesus before she ever had a need. How many of us wait till we have a need, and then we just go, oh, God, I, I humbly come before you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you remember me. I was here last month. And you remember I asked for the new car, but you gave me a used one. That's okay, Lord. You can give me a used car, but I did ask for a new one. She ministered to Jesus before she ever had a need. And she went to him. And then we're going to drop down uh, a few verses because he had told the disciples, he said, hey, my friend Lazarus is sick. And um, they said, uh, he's dead. He goes, well, he's just asleep. We're going to wake him up. And they said, well, if he's asleep, why you got to go? Somebody else go in there and wake him up. He's setting an alarm clock to wake him up. He said, no, okay, okay, he's dead. But for your benefit, I waited. Because this is going to be something for the glory of God. That's what he said. And down in verse 21, uh, Martha came to him now because Jesus was dawdling. Jesus was chilling. Jesus wasn't in a hurry to get to Lazarus. And what it was, Jesus wanted to wait until he was dead. He just, he didn't want to get there when he's still half alive. He wanted to get there when he's dead. And so now, Martha, she's not the one that did the hair wiping ceremony. This is the, the yin, yin, yin woman. I know you've never met one. Some people's kids. So she came, it says in verse 21, Martha therefore said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, he'll give you. And Jesus said, brother, your brother will rise again. Martha said, well, I know, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if he dies. So here comes Martha, and they know that they believe he's the son of God. But she comes ragging on the son of God. If you'd have been here, the coulda, woulda, shoulda. But no, you had to hang out with these 12 motley guys. You guys should have let them come. She's ragging on him. If you'd have been here. He said, you'll see your brother again. Oh, I know. I know, Lord. We'll see him in the resurrection. We'll see him in the sweet by and by. 
You see, Martha had faith for the past. And Martha had faith for the future. How many of you live in the future? How many of you live in the past? You see, it's the dirty, crummy here and now that we live in. That's where we need the faith. We don't need faith for the past. We don't, it's, it's hope for the future, but we need it now. And that's where Martha was living. She was living here. She was now. How many of you realize that Martha was a nor pretty much a normal person with a normal reaction to an abnormal event? Martha was probably more like Denny Nisley. I think I'd have ragged on Jesus. Dude! Where were you? Why weren't you here? So my brother. I know you could have. Listen, I, I go to God, and I'm like, God, what, what, why, why did, and it's nothing as bad as my brother dying. I go to him in, in bewilderment why he didn't do something, and it's just trivial in the long run. You know what I mean? How many of you have done that? 100% good. Thank you. We all do that. And then we think, okay, okay, Lord, one day. One day we'll look back on all this and we'll understand. You know, there's a lot of times I've said, Lord, one day I'm going to look back on this and I'll understand. I still look back on it and I don't have a clue. And you know what I learned? I don't have to have a clue. Amen. I don't have to understand. I don't have to have a, a reason. People say, Danny, when, you, when that happened in your life, what, why? What was it? I don't know. Well, why don't you know? Um, God never told me. Well, why not? Because he's God and I'm not. You know what? There's sometimes things happen in your life and it's just none of your business. Amen. Think about that. God's like, shut up, sit down. Am I right? Yes, Denny, you're right. Remember what your wife said. And we've just got to learn that sometimes God doesn't want us to know. That's right. And the Bible says even, even what we do know, we look through a glass dimly right now. Right. Even what you go, oh, I see what God is doing. No, you think you see what God is doing. <laughs> you see a glimpse of what God is doing. Right. You see through a glass dimly right now. And if you see that stuff and you're blown away, wait till you see it clearly. It'll make the hair stand up on your neighbor's back. I mean, it's just going to be amazing to see what God was really doing. You look at the issues that Pastor Josh has gone through. How many times he said why? How many times he told you why? Okay, shut up and let's keep going. Let's just keep going. So Jesus basically told her, I'm, I'm the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, you shall live even if you die. So then Jesus, in verse 39, dropping down a whole bunch of verses in John 11, Jesus said, they got to the graveside, and he gets there, and he says, remove the stone. I'm going I'm to read this to you. This is out of King Jameth Versioneth. Those of you familiar with the King Jameth Version, you'll understand this. Thine shall understandeth. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Everybody say stinketh. stinketh. Yeah, I just don't think she said it. I don't think she said it like that. I don't think she spoke King James. Oh, she didn't even speak English. Never mind. All right. The sister of him that was dead said, Lord, Surely by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for four days. This woman just doesn't get it. And Jesus said, did I not say to you, like, woman, pay attention. You said, well, I don't know if it really happened that way. It may not have. So when you preach this message, you can tell however you want. <laughs> for right now, just quit judging me. Okay? And remember, when you go to the restaurant and you want to 
jaw jack about somebody, it's Pastor Josh. He's not doing this. <laughs> he said, did I not say to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes, and he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hearest me. I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people standing around, I said it, that they may believe, may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came forth. He was bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. And we're familiar with this story. But here it is. She's ragging on him. She wants a She wants a miracle. The coulda, woulda, shoulda, in the future, all this crap. Just ragging on the law. And he says, okay, I got a remedy. Go down there and roll my stone away. Are you nuts, Lord? <laughs> Jesus, he stinketh. I have an answer for you. I don't want that answer, God. I want another one. I want one that's easier on my flesh. I operate out of the book of First Fleshalonians. <laughs> I do my devotions in second selfishness. In the book of all about me. I don't want that answer, Lord. I don't know about you, but I've, I've been there. And then my wife and I, we always... When we're going through something just really tough, tough times, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's like a test. Anybody ever feel you've been tested by God? And you know what? We look at each other and we're like, okay, we got to pass this test because we know that God loves us so much. If we flunk the test, he'll let us take it over again. <laughs> Has anybody ever gotten a redo on a test? like, jeez, am I stuck on stupid or what? <laughs> I just want to pass the test because he does love me that much. And so, so the, he's, he's like, just, just go roll the stone away. So they go down, and they roll the stone away. And I, in my mind's eye, I can see him. They're holding their nose shut with one hand and rolling the stone with the other hand <laughs> because it's thinketh. And they roll the stone away. It gets away. And they're, they're, they're coming back up the hill to, uh, to Jesus. <laughs> Told you, stink it. <laughs> and then Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says, he who was dead came forth, wrapped hand and foot. Now, the deep theologians, they say, so how did he come forth? If he was wrapped hand and foot. Did he get up on his toes and twinkle toe out? Did he jump like a bunny? Did he levitate and float? And I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> Jesus said, come forth. All right. He did. Yeah. Now, y'all could sit down and argue how he did, but when we get to heaven, you won't even care enough to ask him. Amen. Huh? But that's how we focus on really irrelevant things. Yeah. But sometimes it's where the church split over stuff like that. Yeah. This is a church of the twinkle toes. This is the levitators. Well, and Denny's the I don't care. <laughs> he came forth. And I just can imagine in Mary and Martha. Martha's probably got Okay, I got both feet in my mouth. I got to get them out. And Mary is just delighted. And Jesus said, now go down there and unbind him. Let him go. Get the, he was over his face and everything. He said, just unwrap him. Let him go. Poor guy can't breathe. And so they, they go down and they take the grave clothes off of Lazarus. And they start taking them off. Listen, church, when we go in front of somebody and we tell them about Jesus, when you do 
when you let your light shine before man in such a good way, in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven, you're, you're rolling the stone away. When you tell somebody about Jesus, when you love on when you help your neighbor in the name of the Lord, when you give them a cup of cold water in the name of the Lord, you're rolling the stone away. What do you mean rolling the stone away? They had to roll the stone away and gave Jesus direct access to Lazarus. And that's what you're doing. Because I hate to bust your bubble, but you don't save anybody. You are not the Messiah. Buzz busted right there, huh? You're not the But you're the one that rolls the stone away. And when we <coughs> open the avenue directly to Jesus, then he can call him forth. And we love to see that, don't we? But then he says, unbind them and let them go. They had to go down and touch the stinketh cloth on Lazarus. But it doesn't say that Martha was ragging on him anymore. You see, there's a dirty word in America. Well, I'm sorry, in the American church. It's called, you probably won't stop the recording and start after I finish this word. It's called discipleship. You see, the Great Commission says, go into all the world and make disciples. We read, go into all the world and make decisions. So we make the great commission the great omission. And he wants us to make disciples. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, dude, my life stinketh. How do you know? You're sitting there saying amen. You don't even know me. Jesus, Christmas. Thanks. I heard you, Amber. Because my life was a mess. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was a criminal. I was a pervert. I was an idiot. I was stuck on the streets. Somebody said amen. Thank you. <laughs> and I know that many of you are the same thing. Your life is really screwed up. You have a lot of stink in your life. And if you look back, if you've been a Christian for 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 20, 30, 40 years, you can look back over your life and you just have memory stones of somebody that stopped and reached into your life. We would say they spoke into our life, but mostly, if you think about it, they helped get some gray clothes off. They helped take things off of you. They helped you through tough times. And you learned how to walk through tough times so that the next time they didn't have to be there with you, you could do it on your own. And it's called discipleship. It's called making a disciple. And when I got saved, I, I, was, I was strung out on drugs and alcohol, and I was crippled. I walked with a brace on my leg. They were planning to amputate my left leg to the double knee joint. And that Sunday morning, April 3rd, 1977, they, they prayed for me. And God healed my crippled leg. And I took my brace off, and I ran. And I've been walking on that leg now for 46 years. Because Jesus heals crippled people like he did in the walk of the earth. I walked 